Barclays. This is our podcast, We're the Barclays, where we talk about our thoughts on religion, politics, and culture, with a segment at the end, stinkers and thinkers about our media, highs and lows, the things we like, the things we don't like. The but today, <laughs> some would say, today we're talking about the president's remarks on misinformation online. Yes, he specifically we're talking about Facebook in particular. Right. Um, but in general, this kind of leads to questions about misinformation on the internet. Yes. So what happened, Rachel? What did the president say <laughs> or not say? Well, it actually started with the Surgeon General. The Surgeon General came out at a press conference and said that misinformation about the COVID vaccine on the internet is a public health risk. And this is kind of a big unprecedented move uh, move by the administration. I don't think uh, a Surgeon General has ever Hmm. come out and said kind of misinformation or speech um, is a public health risk. Hmm. Um, So it's different than commenting on a disease or, you know, cigarettes, smoking. Yeah. (laughs) I would think Surgeon General's warning. Yes. Anyway, so Surgeon General came out with that. And then the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, reiterated that and said that the administration is, you know, backing this up. And then uh, later a reporter caught President Biden as he was getting on a plane and said, you know, President Biden, is this true? Um, you know, is your administration tackling this, et cetera? And he said, uh, President Biden, as he was getting on the plane, was like, yeah, they're killing people. Um, so what? It, it, and from there, it spiraled out to even more. Now the Biden administration is saying uh, that they're reviewing whether uh, the administration should take on or make reforming Section 230 a priority. Um, so this has become a big fight and then um i will say so he he mostly uh the administration is targeting facebook in particular mm-hmm. and facebook then came back really forcefully actually and said hey uh no actually this is not <laughs> our fault that you the biden administration are hitting your vaccination goals right because that's like uh, the context in which this is happening right there and basically like we're not going to be your scapegoat for not hitting your vaccination goals so i mean he said that first thing on a friday and i remember i just said everyone in the tech policy world into a tizzy over the weekend and then was it monday that he had his walk back statement or tuesday morning like actually facebook isn't killing people right it's like the the dirty dozen uh, yeah so the dirty dozen are um, what did they say? It's 12 people or accounts that spread 65% of vaccine misinformation. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that a bit earlier with our friend Liz White's reporting on the millions of dollars to be made. Well, that these people are making millions of dollars off of misinformation, right. health misinformation before the COVID vaccine and now the COVID vaccine. Right, 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 right. Um, but this kind of gets to... A broader question about what is misinformation and what should we do about it and who should do <laughs> what about it who should who should do the abouting yeah I mean it's ooh, I mean <laughs> let's start with like what 
So some misinformation is content on social media platforms. Yes. Let's start with like, okay, in our American political context, what are conservatives slash Republicans worried about with content on the internet? And then what are Democrats slash liberals worried about with content on the internet? So if you're a President Biden, you want people to get vaccinated. And a lot of the reasons people aren't getting vaccinated is because they're getting information, like mostly online, sometimes from family and friends, that, you know, like a common one is this um, vaccine adverse effects resource, the VAERS mm-hmm. database. I saw like, you know, Charlie Kirk was talking about this. I've seen people on Facebook talk about VAERS. This is the V A E R S mm-hmm. database. And, and like, it's reporting adverse effects from people who've had a vaccine. But it's very clear on the website, like, they're over collecting data. <laughs> Like you, anyone can report anything. So if like I get, I've, you know, I had my vaccine and say tonight I had a heart attack and you took me to the hospital and they put it in and then like CDC, FDA officials, you know, researchers go through the data and cast probably a lot of it out because like this is, it's impossible to tell a correlation or even like certainly a causation, but I think people are treating it as if it's like you know, uh, sorted data and like these reliable. are correlations. Yeah. So I think that's like, uh, maybe an example of misinformation. Um, but there are these, like the quote dirty dozen who are pulling stuff from that website and creating infographics yeah, and videos right, and whatnot. Right. Um, yeah. And it's, it's <laughs> cause the people, propounding this i don't think would say that it's misinformation like they would say they're telling the truth right right and they're they're you know trying to cut through all the confusion and offer uh you know helpful tidbits to their followers right so you asked about you know republicans democrats the motivation here Uh, it's really like in the eye of the beholder in some ways but i you know i i think you can cut through it maybe gosh it's it's so hard to say that in <laughs> this day and age because i've just seen so few minds convinced like when once you're in like a camp it's really difficult to give up you know that that side's position so i, I was going to say like well you know there's an objective truth here that i think you can get at or you can get at truth you know you can talk about data and you know through a reasonable lens and arrive to something that's closer to the truth, if not like the full picture. Like we can't ever fully know, no, no, like with 100% certainty, a lot of these things, but right. I think there's more, there's something closer to the truth and there's, and there's thing. there are things that are further from the truth. Right. Um, so you're talking about being able to discern <laughs> the truth. I think, I think what I, the, I just get all wrapped around the axle on this issue. The que- The question I was kind of getting at is, um, so this isn't the first time that Democrats slash liberals have been really concerned about misinformation on Facebook. So there was like True. the, the, 
Russian meddling in oh the gosh, election of Donald yeah. Trump. That was right, a big like right, right. Facebook needs to fix their misinformation on the internet. Right. And the same thing with this vaccine stuff. It's like um, any to me, it seems it, that big tech is used by both sides when there mm-hmm. are, you know, political bases to be ginned up and <laughs> Blame yes. to be slung that yes. it goes on to big tech because it's an easy target. Um, so Democrats are like, ah, Russian misinformation, vaccine misinformation. And then so right. that's content that is on these platforms that they don't want on there because they don't agree with it or they think it's a lie. Right. Versus Republicans and conservatives have kind of the opposite of problems with content on the Internet in that they think that these companies take too much off and are censoring so um the perception is that you know facebook is playing the arbiter of truth too much with speech and taking down things that should be left up um Mm -hmm. that just tend to skew more conservative leaning yes yes and i I, you you those are good examples like the (laughs) The Russian ads are the thing that, you know, stole the election from Hillary Clinton when... What they say, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the the studies show, like, 0.01% of Facebook users, like, actually saw those advertisements. It's like, you know, 150 bucks, 150,000 bucks worth. Right. Like, very small amount. Also, this is a slight aside, but technically, so there's misinformation and there's disinformation. Misinformation would be kind of this vaccine stuff that, you know, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is putting out there. He really believes that vaccines cause all these problems Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, is putting untrue stuff out there, misinformation out there Mm -hmm. versus a disinformation campaign is when there is purposefully misleading information in order to... um, fool people or cause chaos or meddle mm-hmm. in elections like purposely so you know the biggest example is russia as a state actor does put out this disinformation to try to sow chaos in mm-hmm. our country in the ukraine in ukraine to try to um assert political dominance through disinformation campaigns right so what's happening here i think generally speaking folks on the left believe that you know i think biden would say like facebook is killing people no they're not actually killing people he wants them to like do more filtering take down more of this information misinformation i think you know he believed in the administration when they're reviewing section 230 believes this will help the problem i think people on the right say no no we need to keep as much information up as possible so we need some people on the right (laughs) say we need to also re-examine section 230 and prohibit these companies from removing material and when we say section 230 it's like literally a section of law uh, the communications decency act that essentially prohibits it protects companies from being sued for content that they did not create so i if i post something uh, on Facebook, you can't sue Facebook for what I post there. So this protects them from like, f- you know, frivolous lawsuits, wild lawsuit 
<laughs> wild lawsuits from happening. But what underlies it more, so it's like a, it's litigation protection, tort reform for speech, I've heard it called. But the First Amendment is like the more fundamental problem. I mean, so these companies have speech rights as well, just like you know I do. And they're private companies hosting speech. Just having a complete, you know, leave everything up posted on Facebook. I don't, I don't none of us would be using it. I don't think um, you can go to places that, you know, leave everything up like uh, I think 4chan is defunct. Now it's like eight coon um, gab other platforms that have zero or like extremely little content moderation. And uh, I think you will quickly turn your face away from what you find there. You do not want to go there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it's in, in content moderation, generally speaking is a difficult, difficult problem, especially for a firm, the size of a Facebook, uh, with, you know, 3 billion global users and, um, just the sheer number pieces of content being posted to the platform every day. So like this, this, this Biden administration, you know, we're looking at section 230. I think like, what does that even mean? And <laughs> like, I don't think what they're proposing will actually solve the problem as they see it. Right. And actually, um, and to a broader point on, um, touching section 230 or, you know, holding these tech companies or platforms more liable for speech that is or isn't kept up, um, you run into a lot of problems because mm-hmm. um, it's government involvement right. <laughs> in deciding uh, matters of speech, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, the ACLU actually had a really good tweet thread hmm. for once on. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, just recently the ACLU has kind of not held to its mission as much. But recently, they today they had a great tweet thread that you don't want the government determining mm-hmm. what is true or not. And so they had this nope. thread. Uh, remember when Nixon claimed the White House wasn't involved in Watergate? Remember when President George W. Bush told us Iraq had weapons of mass destruction? Remember when President Obama told us the NSA had not abused surveillance programs that were then revealed by Edward Snowden? Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want <laughs> administrations yeah. playing political football of deciding what is or isn't true. And, you know, conservatives would say that at the beginning of this whole pandemic, Facebook went out and took down content that said that the virus was created in a lab. Mm-hmm. And that you know as misinformation and then it ended up that maybe there's some truth in that yeah and so they had to re recant those um kind of content decisions that they made so you know it's complicated of you can't just go around um quelling speech and facebook has decided as a company to make voice a big um kind of value and more of a leaning towards free speech than security. And this is kind of the the big question that we all struggle with all the time is free speech yeah. versus security or freedom versus security. And then this debate, um, things can be really nuanced and difficult. And if you are leading these companies, these are some really hard calls to make. Mm-hmm. I think too, you know, this discussion, like Facebook is not the internet. <laughs> You know, if your post is taken down, there are many, many other ways to get your opinions out there. But what, like, what, what, what can be done? Like, this is, this is a tricky issue. Um, 
seems like government, you know, like government usually, it, the government likes to just reach for the hammer, like, all right, we're going to do this policy tweak, wham, or, and it's all going to be fixed. We're going to wave the magic wand. It's all going to be fixed. So what, what can actually be done? Yeah, this is what... Maybe this like weaves into the Christian response. Yeah, yeah. I think um, it really hit me today. I was reading this um, article from AL.com, an Alabama news source, about a doctor who was interviewed who was watching unvaccinated COVID patients dying and seeing their family being telling her, this doctor, that like, oh we really did think it was a hoax. We didn't think it was real. Mm. We, you know, we didn't think we needed the vaccine. And, you know, she talks about asking these patients when they come in, well, did you talk to your primary care physician at all? And all of them would say no. None of them even talked to a doctor about whether or not mm. to get the vaccine. And, you know, I'm, I'm as we've said before on our vaccine episode, vaccines are not zero risk. Right. Um, right. Right. So there's a risk benefit analysis for everyone to make about um, getting the vaccine or not getting the vaccine. But that's a conversation to have and understand the risk with your doctor. Um, and, you know, looking at your blog of choice on the Internet is probably not the best <laughs> uh, starting place. Um, so I, this article really just chilled me reading about these real stories of families of people dying um mm. because they did believe that they could just you know get a quick medical fix and they didn't have to get the vaccine and not not realizing the seriousness this disease can cause for some people yeah that's pretty haunting but i don't know but what can we do is what you asked um well like responding in situations like that i think you know communicating with family members those closest to you I mean, I've, it's, for me, it's, I have to stretch myself to be patient and, and listen as well mm -hmm. um, in discussions where there's disagreements, um, where I think someone is operating out of a place of misinformation. Mm -hmm. um, I guess I would ask the same from them because, you know, often in those exchanges, they think I'm bringing misinformation. Right, right. <laughs> Right. And, you know, there is there are instances, right, if you have an autoimmune disorder, then maybe the vaccine isn't good for you or, you know, there's there are instances in knowing that um, I think just encouraging people to talk to medical professionals and, you know, not even pushing your what you believe is true or not about, let's say that hmm. we're talking about the vaccine in this instance, mm -hmm. um, but, you know, whatever the issue may be. Um, I don't have to push my view that the vaccine is the way to go. Hmm. <laughs> However, um, encouraging a pursuit of truth, yeah. you know, that might be a better route. Yeah. Coming to a sort of, gosh, common agreement. I mean, that's, that's the, that's the key here. The common agreement thing of like, what does that pursuit of truth even look like? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Um, it's, it's challenging and you know, people, I think long for the halcyon days of when we had the, you know, common news sources and mm -hmm. whatever, and that was pretty brief in human history and history is not always as, is I think never <laughs> as rosy as we sometimes make it out to be. Um, we're facing challenges of like information 
uh, just like so much information that we can take in every day. And it's just, it's easy to kind of pick and choose what we want. Um, and even when we face information that we disagree with, sometimes it can just drive us further into our own corner. Right. Um, so I think, yeah, just maybe for me, it's like checking why am I reacting the way I'm reacting hmm. when I receive a new piece of information? Yeah, it's hard to come to a topic with humility and like true searching for mm-hmm. truth. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's tough. <laughs> We don't have any answers to what we're saying. <laughs> we do we do have things that aren't answers and things that are answers right. is the president and the government telling us yep. what is true or not. <laughs> Good wrap up. Amen. <laughs> Holy cow. Amen. So media stinkers and thinkers. Rachel, what's your stinker? Stinker. So this week... Uh, Taylor and I watched in two installments because it's actually a rather long movie, the old movie Point Break from the 80s. And, (laughs) you know, the movie itself isn't terrible. What is terrible is Keanu Reeves acting. (laughs) Supposed to be endearing or something? He's he's just bad. This is my stinker, too. (laughs) So we can just, like, riff on it here together. Uh, Yeah, like... I heard about this movie for years because I'd say, oh, you know, I enjoy surfing. you're a surfer dude. Yes. And people were like, oh, Point Break. And like, I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen Point Break? <laughs> so we finally watched it. Yeah. And Keanu is just. It's kind of a dud. <laughs> Isn't he always a dud? Yeah. I guess. But this was like the worst performance I've seen of his. The duddiest. I don't know. Was this his breakout? I think. Maybe? I don't know. I have no idea. <sighs> yeah. And then there was a point in the film where we looked at each other and it's like, still an hour left. Like, what is there left? <laughs> How can this keep going? How can there be more? Yeah. And then the ending is just so oh, dumb. So, yeah. Where so, he lets the bad guy just like ride off into spoiler the sunset. Alert. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come it's, on. Everyone but us has seen this film. It's been out for what? 20, 30, 30 years. 30 years. Yeah. So I guess mm-hmm. we're. Yeah. yeah like that was so like, so bad if you want to punish the guy actually take Send him, him to, to jail yeah. don't let him like right off into the sunset yeah, don't let him drown surfing doing yeah. what he loves yeah it was bad he's he was a bad dude like was it a that's not well, justice <laughs> well so was it an act of mercy on keanu's part or it seemed it like it was he, an act of mercy like he didn't want him to suffer in jail was it but he he had this attitude of like oh this is really gonna be because he's just gonna die out there so this is like the real punishment no no i think he, he was, had that vibe i thought i thought he was like uh i respect the game i'm gonna let him go the way he wants to go really but he responded to the other cops like oh like don't worry he's gonna get it I, I thought that was like his way. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I could see <laughs> it both ways. I think. Because he, they were sort of like buddy buddy, I guess. It's yeah. like friendship pierced through. Anyway. <sighs> anyway, don't go rewatch it if it's been a while. It's not <laughs> worth it. <laughs> it's our family's favorite movie. <laughs> I hope not. It's not very family friendly. <laughs> a lot of butts. <laughs> Taylor, what's your thinker? <laughs> My thinker is a video game I'm playing. Uh, 
what a look you're giving me. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, I'm sorry, did I just tune out? <laughs> <laughs> Especially being read in conjunction with uh, the Thirty Years' War history book I'm reading, <laughs> where it just it's like anyway, you're you're dude running around like old England and Norway, the you know the Danes and the Saxons, and uh, it's really pretty too. Sunsets, misty mountains. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Hmm. <laughs> you going all like Wendell Berry on us on video games? <laughs> Wendell Berry probably would be against video games. He doesn't even own a computer. He has that one essay. <laughs> That's right. He writes with a pencil, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Sheesh. Don't get me started on Wendell Berry. <laughs> the sacrilege to some people. What's your thinker? My thinker is what I'm doing while you're playing video games, <laughs> which is watching <laughs> Magnolia Network on Discovery Plus. That's right. Wow. It is not to be missed. Chip and Joanna Gaines, not only do they have their own TV show <laughs> and their own like mega store and was such a wistful sigh. <laughs> <laughs> their own. How many? I don't know how many kids they have. Like five. I don't know. Um. They just, they do it all and a magazine and all this stuff and a target line. Now they have their own network, like a whole network. And as of course, a number of different, um, like home renovation type of shows, it has cooking and baking shows and flower farming and cabins in the mountains. Mm. It is pretty great. I had a friend recently who said that, Chip and Joanna Gaines are basically our new home ec teachers. Hmm. Which I thought, I was like, yeah, they're teaching us about cooking and homemaking and all that good stuff. So that's basically what their network is. It's amazing. As soon as we're done, I'm going to go watch <laughs> Zoe Bakes and yeah. How much money do they make every year? I have no idea. What I is mean, their media I, empire worth? It has to be a boatload because they also have like a merchandise website where they sell like furniture and then carpet or rugs and all this stuff. Are they just like what the Tom Clancy at this point just signing off on projects like yeah put my name on this? Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not against. She does it all with love. I'm not against <laughs> it. Uh, just you no, know. it's certainly an empire. Yeah, well, that's impressive. True. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.